we're back. Um, I'm going to start us off with the ghost segment. Mine this week is actually a ghost story slash history lesson. So for all you nerds out there, <sighs> get ready to party. But I will tell you, um, as a historian, I have to make this claim. I really didn't do any research into whether any of this is true. <laughs> so just accept it. Just accept what I give you. Okay. All right. So in Edinburgh, there's a cemetery. It's called the Grave Friars Kirkyard. And it's well known because it supposedly is home to what is called the most well-documented paranormal phenomenon in the world. So it's the Mackenzie Poltergeist, which is said to be the ghost of this guy, Sir George Mackenzie. Um, and he earned the nickname in like the 17th century because he was uh, a really mean guy and he persecuted this group of people called the Covenanter Covenanters. They were a large group of Presbyterians who were refusing to um, to change their religious affiliation. Like the king wanted them to change and they wouldn't. So they were persecuted by George Mackenzie. His nickname was Bloody Mackenzie. Very creative. Um, so like in the late, <laughs> late 1700s, 1,200 of these covenanters were rounded up, brought to Edinburgh, and many of them were imprisoned um, in what is now like a section at the Greyfriars Kirkyard. And they were starved, subjected to inhumane conditions, like minimum shelter in the cold, the coldest part of winter. A lot of them just died from exposure and from starvation. Um, and some of them were executed, some of them sold into slavery, just a really shitty treatment by Bloody Mackenzie. Okay, so this guy... Um, not a not a kind man, let's say. He is also buried there, um, some semi-ironically, I guess. But nothing had really come from this, um, you know, since he had died there. Or at least nothing had been recorded. But on um, one particularly cold night in 1999, uh, a homeless man broke into his crypt to, like, just to have some shelter to sleep in a slightly warmer place than out out. Uh, out in the cold. So he actually, the story goes that he broke into the tomb and then actually tried to break into the casket itself. But he kind of like lost his footing, stepped backwards and fell. I mean, this is how the story goes. He fell into an old pit containing the plague, the remains of these plague victims that were all, apparently also buried on the ground, like underneath the crypt. So this, this man terrified, you know, he's fallen into this pit of bodies, trying to break through a casket. He's just, like, having a bad time. Scrambles out of the tomb, but he leaves the door open on his way out. So people claim that this event, this disturbance of the crypt, led to this whole series of disturbances that happened afterward. So um, according to, you know, to the stats from this, these, re these recorded stories from what happened, between 1990 and 2006, there were... 350 reported attacks and 170 reports of people collapsing. So visitors would come to the Kirkyard, take a tour, they would go home and they would see cuts and bruises, um, like bite marks and scratches on their bodies. Sometimes they would black out on site. All of this stuff is written down and reported from these people who visited there. Um, you know, gouge marks, the whole thing. Sometimes it happened when they were on the ground. Sometimes it would happen when they got home. The stuff would just appear on their bodies. Or at least that's how they reported it. So as this shit is going down, um, 
the people who, I guess, owned the cemetery or the, the city of Edinburgh called in an exorcist in 2000. He was summoned to the graveyard to perform the ceremony. He got really freaked out because he, um, he claimed to his family that the forces there were too overpowering and he feared that they would kill him if he tried to pursue this, um, this exorcism. So he and he told his family that the, this kirkyard was, was home to over like 200 unhappy spirits, believed to be these covenanters who starved to death or who died from exposure. So this guy's freaked out, uh, he's telling his family all about this. And a few weeks after he visited the kirkyard, he died suddenly of a heart attack. So after that happened, the Edinburgh City Council closed off that part of the cemetery because they were afraid of people visiting. Um, whether or not they believe the superstitions, they were just like, fuck this, no, we're closing this down. I don't think so. Until this Edinburgh historian, his name is Jan Andrew Henderson, uh, persuaded the council to allow visits and tours of the churchyard because he wanted both that it would be money for him and money for the city, but uh, maybe to dispel some of the myths around it, because he was, he was a cynic and did not believe that it was haunted. Um, so the council let him develop these nocturnal guided tours and became a big local attraction. So the stuff still started, or it was still happening on these tours and afterward. I mean, all of this, like these reported blackouts, scratches, all of that kept going on. And in 2003, Henderson's house caught fire. Now, luckily, no one died, no one was injured, but all of the papers he had collected about Bloody Mackenzie were destroyed. These disturbances still happen, they're still reported, there really isn't a conclusion. It's just something that keeps going on and doesn't seem like there's an end to it. So that's in Edinburgh, if anybody wants to go on a ghost tour. Yeah, check it out. You know, it should be, it should be pretty cool. Seems super chill. Pretty mellow, pretty yeah. mellow. Kind of fun. You know, take your kids, obviously. I... I for one love uh so anytime i go somewhere new i I really like to go to like historic cemeteries um Mm -hmm. it's kind of my well you know that because i i don't know (laughs) when that started but now anytime i do it i think i send you i like text you a photo of like oh i did the same thing yeah Yeah. um i guess it was because i didn't know until you did at that time that it was like a thing you like to do too so now i'm like oh okay well that's cool (laughs) no i do i could do that Um, yeah oh great yeah I wouldn't stumble into a fucking crypt, though, yeah, and I wouldn't try not. to break into a casket. Although, man, I have been so, like, in grad school, mostly, um, I would be on site at, you know, mm-hmm. sort of historic places with larger landscapes associated with them, and they're, you know, family burials and stuff like that, family cemeteries on the on the property, mm-hmm. and there was one in Upper Marlboro that... Like those, they had a couple of above ground. Um, I don't actually know what you call them for someone that's into cemeteries. It's like it's like uh, like a big masonry box that's above ground that will have something carved on the t- like the top of it, like a tabletop almost. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, like those were like cracked open, and like people had been like out there like i think like trying to make meth or something in there like, like there were like a couple of bleach bottles <laughs> that's out there a good, that's a good guess yeah. and um but i remember thinking like oh man if this were a little bit denser like i could have totally tripped and like i guess you can't fall in like that stone's still there but like the fact that it was cracked open i remember thinking like ooh, that would suck to like fall in there because uh, i don't know what's in there but uh yeah like, and i'm not like I'm, you know, I like spooky shit, but like I don't really get scared. I'd probably be scared in a graveyard at like night, but I, like I, I kind of just walk through them like they're chill parks. Like I take photos and like 
I just think it's cool. Like the, I try to find the oldest, you know, dates I can find on a headstone and that sort of thing. Um, but yeah. 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 No. And the other thing I think about them that's so fascinating are the gravestones themselves. And this yeah. kind of, they send pictures back and forth. The older ones have these very specific symbols. Oh my God. Yeah. They're so cool. Those death's so heads, spooky. man. Ugh. Love those. Yeah. Those are 18th skulls. Yeah. They're the like wings. crudely drawn skulls with wings. Put some, really- I, I have some great photo and you do too probably we should we should put a selection like a slideshow on the Ooh, yeah, um, mm-hmm. and uh yeah the death's heads and the ones have you ever seen these ones there's a couple of them in boston was where i first saw them and um i can't i'm not sure exactly which cemetery it's in so i'll we'll put photos on the blog and i'll, I'll put the correct caption um but it's like it's this scene that i saw in a lot of them sort of different variations and it's like a skeleton dancing with or sort of interacting with there'll be a big candle in the middle which sort of symbolizes life like a very mm-hmm. tall candle and on one side there's like a skeleton and he has like a little candle snuffer like a little hey daniel yep those aren't candles what are they dicks oh haven't well, you ever noticed why is he trying to top... snuff out a dick <laughs> well because they're dead so it's um... like snuffing out a boner i'm sorry yeah. go ahead well, it's anyway. a candle yeah, yeah but right. it's a candle, candle the candle dick yeah and okay. then there'll be like an angel or some other figure on the other side on the opposite side and uh, sometimes it's an angel sometimes it's just like a person in a robe like a, I don't know who that's supposed to be but you know it's like this symbolic dance between life and death and like oh that's death he just is sn- he's snuffing out the candle and it's like such a interesting thing because nowadays like I've there was a uh, really cool cemetery in uh, St. Mary's City Maryland which is a really old old historic city in Maryland and it's right on the waterfront but it it has contemporary burials as well like some of them were really recent and it's like you compare the headstones from now and then and one of the ones now was this guy and it was just the worst thing i've ever seen and it's like they're like laser etched to be like they'll have photorealistic images of the dead person's face you know what i'm talking about yes like really like just really tacky kind of i i guess who am i to criticize whatever someone wants on their tombstone well i I just pepperoni and peppers for me like what (laughs) I said pepperoni and, and peppers for me Yeah, duh. on my tombstone. <laughs> you get that ref, bro? Old commercials, dog. What do you want on your tombstone? Oh, that, oh, that, that was a slow burn for you, huh? really good. Uh, I <laughs> wish it had taken bad. immediately. It would have been a great reaction, but I, know. But I appreciate We're, yeah. it. We're we got there. We got there. That was good. Uh, uh, no, I was going to tell you, sometimes those etched stones are awesome. I went to Buffalo a few years ago for work, and yes, I was yes. I had a little bit I of time. I was there. So <laughs> it was a different time. Oh, really? Oh. Before you were there, yeah. Oh, wow. My bad, uh, my bad. Yeah. I don't go, I mean, it's not like every time I go on a trip you have to be there. Sometimes I go by myself. Well, that's not really cool. I thought we were friends. <laughs> anyway, so I was in Buffalo, and I had some extra time, so I went to the cemetery, of course, because I wanted to see Millard Fillmore's grave. Uh. <laughs> Duh. He's like, Click. the worst <laughs> <laughs> You guys all feel me, right? Millard Fillmore. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to see a dick grave, which actually, it was an obelisk. But nice. I went to go see that, and I was like, you know, I bet there are other famous people buried in Buffalo. Just a guess. Yeah, sure. So I went to, like, you know, the, the little historian's hut, which, by the way, people, if you ever want to meet the creepiest kinds of historians, the weirdest, <laughs> weirdest subsect of history studies, historical studies, the cemetery historians are the weirdest. Usually, that's yeah, my I experience. Can see that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I go in there. This dude is just like t- 
talking my ear off. I'm like, yeah, okay, whatever, man. So he gives me the map of all the famous graves. Rick James is buried in Buffalo. No At shit. the time, I didn't know he was dead, and I felt like an asshole because I thought he was still alive. No, he died. <laughs> um, had been dead for like five years at the Ooh. time. Okay, I'm an asshole. So I go to his grave, and it's black marble with like a laser etching of his face, and it was cool. Like, it was really cool. <laughs> Maybe if like... you're really famous, that's cool. But like, if you're just some dude, like this was just some dude, and it was this like hyper polished dark stone, and it's like, oh fuck, yeah, like oh you're still jerking off even after you're dead, huh? <laughs> like, come on. Yeah. <laughs> well, I one of the worst things I feel I still feel really guilty about it, but I'll just confess it to you right now. Ooh. Um, yeah. Well, Let me. I, can I do the theme to... music for our our confessional segment? Just, yeah. Just kidding. That's not a thing. I'm sorry. <laughs> I hope you come up with something. Yeah, I'll drop it in. That's there. A ju- that'll be a juicy, juicy ear bomb there. I like that. Mm. Uh, I went to a funeral, and it was a very, it was very, it was a very sad occasion. Although the person that died had a really great life and wasn't a sudden death, she was very old. But <laughs> it was right after the, after the funeral. We're walking back to our cars. <laughs> And there's a gravestone that, like, we passed, and the last name was Butt. <laughs> and it was just, like, written really big. <laughs> so, of course, you know, in the little corner, corner, their names in there, and, and all that. <laughs> it just says Butt. I laughed a lot. <laughs> I still feel bad about it. But not bad enough to stop laughing. Just the worst. Yeah. What do you want on your tombstone? <laughs> <laughs> Just plain cheese for me. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> okay. Anyway, all right. Well, all right. So we've exhausted. I guess I should get to mine. Yeah. yeah. Oh, actually. Yeah. We should plug this now because oh. I know we've been talking about sending people there. Tombstone pizzas sponsored. <laughs> sponsored. You guys this fucking tombstone <laughs> pizzas. Yes. Do they still exist? Probably. I don't oh, like well, I don't we'll like out. frozen pizza. I gotta tell you, I just I don't like any Dude, kind of it. So, eat some of that frachetta <laughs> for dinner. <laughs> Was it the naturally rising five dollars? Naturally uh, rising yeah. crust. And yeah. I put green peppers and veggie crumbles on it, and it was tight in <laughs> Old Bay. That's gross. Also, really, really a cool story. <sighs> Fuck. <laughs> All right, what were you gonna plug? Sorry. No, but what I was gonna say. Okay. So Daniel and I are obviously really interested in ghost stories and really like them. And Halloween is like the best time of the year. And Jezebel yes, yes, does yes, this yes, amazing yes. thing where they ask people for their scariest yes, ghost yes, stories. Yes, 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 yes. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they curate them, and put them all <laughs> in one, you know, in one entry. And one of the scariest stories I've ever read was about a graveyard. We can post a link to this because I can't remember Ooh, yeah. what year it was. But do you remember that one when the, in the graveyard with the rock? Uh-huh, anyway. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. If you guys haven't read these, we'll link to that first one, and you've just got to follow all those stories. They are terrifying. That's yeah, great. So good. I don't so think good. I knew about it until last year when you told me, and then this yeah. year when it came, like when Halloween was approaching, I was like, ooh, I remember going to Jezebel and just refreshing and being like, where is it? Where is it? Yeah, where I know. Fuck is it? You're like counting it down. <laughs> Give me that shit. I need it. What nerds. Yeah, I, need, I need it. I need yeah. the ghosts. Um, <laughs> no, but it, it they've, they've been and so then, good. <laughs> Yeah, even just reading them. At and then work, we found. I did read them at work, to be honest. And they. Yeah. Oh, for sure. I had to stop. Yeah. Amen. Everybody's got to take a little coffee break now and then. Ghost break. Yeah, that's all it was. Um, I just needed more coffee. I wasn't scared. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, yeah, those are really good. Good call. Good call. Everybody should check them out. And Jezebel, hey, 
eventually you're going to become aware of our podcast and we're big fans. So uh, plug us shamelessly on your, on your website, please. Huge. Their <laughs> yeah. Outlander reviews are um, the best reviews out there. Out- they are out- pretty great. Yeah. Really, really funny. <clears throat> yeah. Okay. So we've exhausted that. I think we should get to your ghost story because I haven't heard it. Really excited. Okay, well, let's do it. Um, This one I call the Dorm Demon. Smash cut to May 2010. Um, My wife and I are going to drive to Burlington to uh, because her sister is graduating from college and so just for clarity's sake in case there are any lawyers listening this is my wife's sister that i'm talking about when i say my sister but we're very close and i love her very much and she's like my best friend so i call her my sister hey wait a minute Um, what what go ahead ahead. she's your best friend oh i get it really cool well she's my you know uh whatever just tell your story uh sorry I usually only say that in front of people that aren't you, and they think it's really sweet. It's uh, fine. It's fine. Um, it. So we're we're in the car, we're on the road, we're driving up there. We stop uh, in Poughkeepsie, New York, to pick up our friend who's coming with us. Uh, he took the train out of New York City, which is another commercial <laughs> reference from about the same <laughs> time period. Um, <laughs> can't believe they make salsa there. And we, uh, anyway, this is serious. This is a serious story, and I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, I'm not going to laugh So we, uh, well, we, well, that's because I'm not going to be funny anymore. Uh, <laughs> so we, we get, we get to, we roll into Vermont. We stop in Poughkeepsie first. It's a great time. I got an iced coffee there. And we roll mm-hmm. into Vermont around sunset. It's already getting dark. It's, you know, it's late May. So it's pretty late, like, for the sun to be setting. Um, and we didn't get a hotel or anything like that. We just, you know had talked to my sister and uh she was an ra um so she had been living in a freshman dorm the whole year as an ra and all the freshmen had moved out because the graduation was the following day um so the semester classes and exams and stuff had ended a couple days before so we were we had this whole dorm building to ourselves and it was empty um and so you know we go we drop our stuff off we go out for the night uh and when we come back to the dorm later that night it's pretty late at that point um my wife and i were had were like fighting uh we had gotten into like an argument and so we uh went and slept i went and took my stuff and slept in a separate room and the only thing i took in there with me was like this little sweater that i had been wearing um and there are no sheets you know it's a dorm room so you've got like those kind of plasticky coated mattresses and I just went and laid on one of those and used this little sweater as a pillow. And, um, you know, I don't really, you know, it was, nothing crazy happened. Uh, the room was set up. Um, it was like really narrow room. It was down the hall from the room that my wife and everyone else was going to be sleeping in. Uh, and there were three beds in it. So when you look into the room from the hallway, there's one bed on each wall, kind of the two side walls. And then there was another bed. Uh, perpendicular to the two on the walls that was against the back wall, which had a window above it. And so I picked that bed. And so when I laid down on it on my side, I was looking out into the hallway, like the dorm hallway. And so that was sort of how I fell asleep. And the next thing I know, I wake up and my wife is there and she's really scared and she's really close to me. And she's saying, it's me, it's me, Daniel, it's me. And she's like really, really scared and agitated. And so that 
startled me and I was freaked out. Um, and I say, what's wrong? What's, what's going on? And like, I'm really scared and very disoriented. And so I calm down after a couple minutes and we're in there and we're both really upset and afraid. And she starts to tell me, because I said, what's wrong? And she was like, what, what's wrong with you? And I'm like, well, you scared me when you walked in. You woke me up and I was so scared because you looked so scared. And she's like, no, I walked in quietly and tried to wake you up. Like, hey, Daniel, hey. She wanted to make up and she you know, was coming to get me and going to say, hey, come on. Why don't you come back to the room and whatever. Um, and I sat straight up and looked in her direction um, but she said it was more like I was looking through her than at her. And then as she got closer, I apparently lunged at her uh, mm-hmm. with this crazy look on my face. And that was when I became conscious. And that was the point where she's saying, Daniel, hey, it's me. What, what's, you know, like she's freaking out, wondering what I'm doing. And, and then I become aware and I get scared because she's scared, you know, that sort of thing. Um, and so I was already scared. And then she tells me this. And the idea that I had done this without being aware of it, like without being conscious of it, was really, really scary to me. Um, and she then she was like, yeah, it was almost like you were possessed. And that, of course, because of my sort of predilection towards this sort of stuff, made me even more afraid. Because I don't know what it is, but it's something about those like just the oppressive darkness of like the middle of the night and it's quiet and we're in this abandoned dorm and everything's dark and there's no one else in there but us. And it's just really, it was like a very scary experience. Um, and, and the only thing I could think of, you know, like I had, I had had this shot of tequila, but I, that was the only drink I had all night and I wasn't drunk and I wasn't, you know, whatever. And so, we kind of calm down and we like give each other a hug and we like, so we're both upset and we're like, Oh God. And you know, it's one of these things where we're like, Oh, it's okay. It's okay. We're okay. And then we like, we, we ended up staying in that room and we went to sleep or we were, we laid down to go to sleep and I like couldn't fall asleep. And I kept saying, like, I was just so in disbelief that this could have happened and that I couldn't have known that, that, that my body was doing stuff. Um, and so I'm laying there and I, I was really afraid to fall asleep with her because I was like, what if I, do it again. Like, what if, what if you're right? Like, what if I am possessed and I like hurt you? Like, what if I, you know, like, what if I fall asleep and then I'm, it, it's not me anymore. And like something happens and she was like, you know, you're being silly. Like she's very much more skeptical about this sort of thing. And and again, like, I like to think that I'm pretty skeptical about ghosts when it really comes down to it. Like I, I enjoy ghost stories and like, you know, stuff like that. But, but I was like really freaked out and, and, you know, that was kind of that. And then, um, you know, and the, you know, the next morning everything was fine, but it was just really scary in that moment. Um, and so, yeah, that, that's kind of my story. Sorry. So and, you and, went and, to sleep with her in the room? Did you get, you were just like, okay, yeah. I went well, so no, <laughs> and I didn't want to tell this part during the story because, uh, it's a little funnier, but so what happened <laughs> and the reason that it freaked me out about the tequila, have you, so we've established now that you've never seen Poltergeist 2. Is that right? No. No, right. So there's a, scene, <laughs> no, there's a scene in that movie where Craig T. Nelson 
drinks some tequila because he's really frustrated because they have a poltergeist for a second time. Yeah, Coach. Craig T. Nelson. Mm -hmm. Real dreamboat. And um, and he swallows the worm, which, and then so like a few minutes, he starts acting really weird and like angry and aggressive, and he's possessed, and um, and then he eventually like throws up the worm, and it comes out of his body like this disgusting practical effects like nightmare creature, um, and he throws it up, and then it starts turning into that creepy priest guy that i that we had the photo oh of. my god and, and it, honestly i i found the clip online and it's like a little ridiculous but like by those standards then it was probably terrifying and it's still pretty gross like it's a really good practical effect because like it it very it goes under the bed and then it comes out and it has uh, it has rib cage oh. it's not fully human yet but it's like mm. it's kind of crawling around on these little stumps i'll put the clip up there's a good youtube clip oh my of it. God. it's not really <laughs> scary without any context but again like i saw it as a kid so it was really scary to me and i was like oh my god i drank that tequila and now i'm possessed just like that movie just like coach and i fucking so i like had to pee like i couldn't fall asleep and i had to pee and I like, so the bathroom's there, which which I had been in earlier in the night for like getting ready for going out or whatever. You know, it's like a big dorm bathroom. Like there's a big sink when you walk in and then there's shower stalls and like pooping stalls and stuff like that. And I I like was afraid to walk down the hall to the bathroom by myself. So you just peed your pants? No, I made her get up. She was fine with like falling asleep. like and, and mm-hmm. But I like made her get up and walk me to the bathroom and then stand outside of the stall with me like while I peed like right outside the door because I was like so afraid that I'd go in there and come out possessed or like go like I didn't know what I thought was going to happen but that's how scared I was like in the moment yeah Yeah. it was fucking terrifying yeah I mean I'm laughing at you but no no I I think it's ridiculous now (laughs) but but... I'm like nah I'm not going there alone yeah Mm mm-hmm 